They say it's lonely at the top. And it's true. Who do you turn to for counsel, leadership, and business advice? Leveraging non-competitive peer-to-peer networks can be magical, but there's quite a bit to know. And that's what we're talking about today on Experience Leadership. Welcome to Experience Leadership, a podcast that challenges small business owners and entrepreneurs, just like you, to dare to be the exception. Join our host, customer experience expert, Mark Hain, as he uncovers relevant and timely content to help you script and direct your business and teams to create jaw-dropping experiences your customers and staff deserve. Here is the host of Experience Leadership, author of Lights, Camera, Action, customer experience expert, Mark Hain. It is so great to have you with us today. My guest for this episode is Tech Canada Chair, Bill Lee. And today we will be talking about how you can leverage the power of expanding your network and tapping into the genius that is out there. Stay with us and we will uncover some common myths and best practices in participating in peer-to-peer mastermind groups. My only ask is that if you do know somebody who could use this information, please forward this episode to them so they can learn as well. There is something to be said for being able to leverage the perspective of people who are at where you are now. What happens if you could harness the knowledge, capacity, and capabilities of successful business leaders and tap into the power of their experience? Successful business leaders know you can't do it alone. Which brings us to our question of the day. What steps have you taken to increase your knowledge and capacity? Are you flying alone? I'd love for you to be part of this conversation. Please go ahead and share this episode wherever you're consuming it, on social media, wherever. And please make sure to hashtag it, experience leadership. That way we can all be part of this conversation. I am really excited to be joined today by my good friend and coach, Bill Lee. Bill is a dynamic speaker, law of attraction coach, and a Tech Canada chair. In the U.S., you'd probably know that as Vistage. Bill brings together diverse non-compete business leaders to form peer advisor groups. He facilitates group meetings to create an environment of trust and respect where members can safely share ideas and help each other solve their problems. Bill has been a Reeve, a county councillor. He's an organic farmer, UFA delegate, a UFA board director, Alberta environmental plan facilitator and a coordinator. He is a 4-H leader, a Toastmaster, and an active community member. I started off talking about the isolation effect for leaders. In your opinion, somebody sitting in a CEO corner office who's only surrounded by his people, why is that so limiting, do you think? We are creatures of habit. And if we've been able to solve a problem a certain way, when the next problem comes along, we're going to default right back to that same way. Uh, Yes. And so that's where, you know, like, picture this. A man's walking to work every day and walking home. He spends an hour going there, an hour home. But everybody else he knows walks too. So as far as he's concerned, he has no problem. This is what you do until one day he sees somebody on a bicycle. 
And that guy's going a whole lot faster. And the guy says, ah, I now need a bicycle. But he would never know that until he discovered the bicycle. Can I make, can I make a quote, Henry Ford? Yes. Okay. He came up with mass production of uh, automobiles. When, the, when he was interviewed once, and he said, if I was to ask the public what they wanted, they would have told me a faster horse. Right. Because the general public didn't know. Yeah, they couldn't fathom anything else other than what their their reality was. When people are exploring this idea of peer-to-peer myth, I mentioned one myth. Are there any other myths you think that people have about peer-to-peer networks that you think should be busted? Well, a lot of people say it's not for me or it's, uh, I think there's a bit of fear. Yes, how so? They might find out something that makes them uncomfortable. Okay. They won't admit it, but I think there's a fear there. You know, you don't, nobody wants to be wrong. But you're not doing your best. And sometimes when you get in a peer, you'll find out, hmm, I'm not doing as well as I thought I was. But is it a question of not doing their best, or is it that they are might might not, maybe there's a better way to do it? That's yes. But their fear is that's the way they will think. That's that's my my thing. There's off there's always a better way. And if you're open to it, yeah, then then there you go. Yeah. No, no. yeah I, I've had I've people I've interviewed and they says, no, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I don't need anybody else to tell me what to do. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, that individual just won't fit in a group like this. Now, I've, I've tried to put together groups that were in, um, you know, w- that would be able to, I guess, leverage and share resources. But one of the arguments I would always get is, you know, I don't want people to know my business. I don't want people to Um, you know, I don't want people to really know how I'm doing, or I don't want people to be able to guess what my competitive advantage is. Is this something that you're concerned about when you get, bring your, um, bring your CEOs and your owners together? Well, I think that is a concern that most people have, but how tech gets around that is that we do our best to make sure that all the members in the room are non-compete, that we have people from different industry silos. So if you're, a, let's say, a restaurant operator, you don't have to worry about somebody taking your ideas because nobody really cares because I'm in the trucking business or I'm in another field. So that's what makes it work so well. So, you know, as a member, I'm not scared of somebody taking my idea because if there was a good idea that I wanted to share and I knew there was a competition in the room, I might not mention it. Or I won't, I'll keep. Uh, and, and so that loses the advantages that you have. So. That's we do our best to make sure they're non-compete. Right, right. And and so then would another myth be that, you know, because I'm in the restaurant business, somebody in trekking just won't understand my reality? Well, th- that's that's the thing that face value. And until you're in one of these meetings, even even as a chair, I'm I'm amazed. Like when we, we do our issue processings in the afternoons when everybody has brings their problems up. I sometimes have to pick my jaw up from the floor because I can't believe this came from this guy because, you know, he just sees it differently. Yeah. And often that's it. And our process is we'll start off with the member saying, okay, this is, this is a bit of history and this is, this is what I want. This is the, the problem I want solved. The members will start asking questions and it isn't long and the member will reword his question. He's worried about uh, it. Maybe it was financial, and then after a while, he says, "No, it's personnel." Yes, you know it, it'll it'll change because there's no saying you can't see the forest for the trees because you're in it. You can't yes. see it from outside. Right, right, right. 
And so you got a different perspective of eyes coming into your business. Yes. And, you know, I was amazed when I, because I was in hospitality for 30 years before I went into economic development. And then once I got into economic development, I got to work with other industries and I couldn't believe how other industries were suffering with the exact same problems I was suffering through when I was working in hospitality. But because I was in hospitality, I figured this is just hospitality. Like nobody else is going to, you know, everybody else has got it all figured out. <laughs> they've got it, you know, they, they've, they've got their magic keys and they're doing okay. There's no way that anybody's experiencing the people problems or the brand recognition problems or the operational problems that I'm experiencing which uh, is, was a complete fallacy. We've, we've talked about the um, adage, uh, you and I, especially in our past conversations, that you, know, you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with. Can you talk a little bit about that, about the caliber of people that when you have these mastermind peer-to-peer groups that you're attracting? Yeah, it's human nature to fit into the tribe. And the people you hang around with are your tribe. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if, you know, there's also, if you're this, if you find out you're the smartest man in the room or smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. You you won't grow, you you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They say if you're the smartest person in the room, find a different room. You find a different room. What's the impact? Like when, when you have these people together, um, that you surround yourself with, um, how, how, what impact does that have on shaping your behavior as a leader? Myself or as the group? As the group. As like to anybody who's sitting into a group, when they're surrounded by these other people, um, how does that shape the behaviors of leadership? How well, does it well, develop their capacities? What, do you, do you, as, you're, as you're proceeding through life, we all have mentors, right? And our mentors, we get ideas from. And some mentors, you say, oh, I like the way this person does this. I like the way they does this, but I don't, I don't like this other stuff they do. So you pick and choose what you get out of your mentors. So just picture you're in a room of mentors and these mentors are there to help you and you can you can ask questions, you can get ideas, you can get all that kind of stuff. And so it, it makes you a better person, better leader and everything else. And and, and another thing that we didn't mention on, we're, we're, we're looking at business, we're only looking at it from the business point of view, but we're all people and people all have problems and it's not business problems. It, can be marital problems. It could be health problems. It can be, you know, relationship problems. It could be all all different aspects that we deal with on a regular basis. All our members are are in the same boat. They've they've gone through it, or going through it, or have solutions or different perspectives. So it's not just support for your business. It's a total support for for you as an individual and whatever your your needs are. And and as chair, another aspect that tech brings to the table is that. Uh, I meet individually every month with my members. Yeah. Just to have an open discussion about anything that they need to talk about. Yeah, it is lonely at the top. And so that's a huge benefit in order to get people together. I'd like to get into some um, other benefits of what people can expect when they open themselves up for this kind of membership. And we'll get to that right after this. When the spotlight shines on your business, are customers applauding or yawning? In other words, how is your business performing? 
Make your business a star with a new book, Lights, Camera, Action, Business Operational Excellence Through the Lens of Live Theater by Mark Hain. Mark uses his business and acting experience to help you see your business like a live show so you can create a performance your customers will never forget. Buy Lights, Camera, Action today at your favorite online retailer or directly at markhain.com. Welcome back. I am talking with tech chair Bill Lee. We've talked on past episodes that we cannot see the label from inside the jar. You said it as well. You use the metaphor of being able to see the forest for the trees. How limited is our focus when we just rely on ourselves? Well, we only bring to the table our own personal experiences. When I was on council, I, I often said that, you know, we make decisions based on the information we have at that time. And that time includes everything we've, we've accumulated from the time we're born to where we are. And I know there's times on council we made decisions and a year later we, of course, got new information yes. and said, well, maybe we could have made a better decision. But yeah, you only yeah. make it with the information you have. And, and, and the problem is, as an individual, it actually is limiting. And so there's, there's also perceptual distortions of what we notice compared to what other people can notice. Oh, don't we, though? Yeah. <laughs> I used to be worried about going bald. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have, you have, you sent me a, uh, an example of what that could be. Um, and so the, the idea being, you know, why don't we take a look at that? Why don't you run, run you through it? Yeah. If you're watching this live, uh, maybe just follow through on this exercise and put your response in the, in the comment window. Go yeah. ahead, so all the, all the lettering that's down below there, not on the blue, but a blue, uh, you know, read that sentence through and just tell me how many Fs do you find in that, in that sentence. And so the looking for the Fs, and again, this is, um, this is something to Bill's point about um, that, you know, having different people in the room, you would get different responses, perhaps. But if anybody wants to go ahead and tap in, count the Fs in the sentence and then put it in to the into the chat window uh, because we get you know typically when we run this exercise we get all sorts of numbers don't we we do we do but it's all from how we see things mm -hmm. yeah yeah and so so bill um you know typically how many people how many f's would people say that there are typically most people see three three odd one will see four, four. yeah yeah, and how many are there actually? There's six. There's six. And so what's There's what's six. missing here? Okay, it's some way or another that we've been wired as when we went to school and learning how to read. We kind of skip over words, even though they're, we're very much intently watching for those Fs. So let's just go through this. So finished files, there's two. Finished and files are the result of scientific. Okay, there's the other F, so those are three. So where's the other three? It's in the ofs. Result of years of scientific study combined with experience of years. And I missed one already. There's two. Results of years and results of scientific study. There's six. It's amazing that happens because it is blatantly clear. And whenever I've run with that particular example as well, people go, oh, oh, how did I miss it? Because yeah. it's right and there. That, I want to go back to something you said. How's the restaurant owner going to get something out of a plumber? Right. That's where the plumber will come through. Yep. Somebody completely out of your field can see what is obvious to them, but completely, you can't see it, even though it's in front of your eyes. Yes. And that, that's what that example really is. It's in front of you and you can't see it. 
And yeah, so James wrote, uh, James responded correctly. James put in that he he found the six. Good for you, James. So, but this is the interesting thing is, you know, you mentioned the plumber. Well, the plumber might be doing work in other things and he can also advise on what he sees in his realm that might overlap mm. into oh, yes. your industry. Yes. But it's not just being more observant, is it? It seems to me that the personal development is key as well. How can we leverage the peer-to-peer networking to learn more and achieve better? Okay, with, with tech, what we supply is, we call this change management. We don't know what to do tomorrow. Everything's changing from computers to COVID to whatever. We're in 20 countries. We've been around for over 60, 65 years, I think, worldwide. And we're like you said before, we're called tech and cloud. That's 36 years we've been in Canada. So we've got a lot of expertise and knowledge that we bring to the table that uh, people can access and you can access the other members. Right. But uh, so does tech have like a model or a framework that they play with to learn and achieve through their meetings? Yes. Our meetings are all similar. They can be different depending on the group and what what their desires are for. Yeah. We have a, a CEO group that is uh, they meet monthly yep and they they are what we originally for t tech stands for the executive committee okay and then a few years ago they started what they call a small business they only meet half as often every second month they pay a less fee of course but have access to everything else that tech has to offer this is fantastic how can people get in touch with you bill if they want to find out more about uh tech canada and well the best is is email me at bill lee at Tech Canada, and tech is T-E-C hyphen Canada.com. Okay, wonderful. You have mentioned before to me with the five factors that make learning and achieving possible. Can we talk a little bit about that? Because I think this is something that's rooted in what you do in tech, isn't it? Oh, the learning and achieving cycle, yes. When you're learning something, uh, you know, how many of us have gone to a course, a seminar or something, and we come home, and a year later, yeah, we, we, yeah but I don't remember a darn thing when I took on that course. So the learning cycle talks about you learn something, and then the best way to learn is to share. So if you can share it with somebody or share with the group, well, this is, this is a different one. Oh, that's the, you have the other slide? No. I thought that was the learning cycle that you were talking about. Yeah. Well, we could go to the next slide soon, but we'll just finish this one. So you start off with learning, and you start off with sharing. So let's just say you're learning how to golf or learning a new swing or something. You, you, you want to learn, you, okay, and then you start sharing with your friends how does this work and everything else. And then you apply what you've been learning on the swing, practice, practice. And then when you achieve results, that's when the whole learning process is complete. And then you say, I want to learn more. And you do it again. Yes. So there's four steps to that. So it's it's the the learning, like you're you're the class, and then you share with others. And then you apply, and and then you have results. Wonderful. James asks, what about the speakers that pry your mind open? (laughs) <laughs> we call them can openers. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that that is true. Thanks, James, for bringing that up. We bring in speakers, whether you're a CEO group, small business group, we bring in speakers for the majority of our meetings. And usually those speakers are in the morning and we will do, you know, workshops. But these these speakers are, are professional people like yourself that uh, are speakers, authors, this kind of thing. And literally, they will pry your mind open with ideas that you never conceived of. And of course, we have breakout rooms and do a little training. Yeah. And then when I do the one-on-ones after with my members, we often talk about what we learned at that course. Again, sharing and learning. Gotcha. Okay. Should we tap into that framework that we, I put up earlier? Um, we yes, can pop please, that please in. put that in. I've got a copy of it here. But anyway, yes. So if you want to have high-performing team, and that's whether, whether you're in the Olympics or in a business, you're 
peer advisory group is what we're talking about, what tech does. We get the right people in the room. So everybody has the same desire. Everybody has the same desire to improve, to get smarter, to get wiser. So those are the people we want to have in. And of course, diversity. We want to have a room that's psychologically safe. So as you said before, people don't want to have their ideas stolen. So they want to make sure that they're safe and nobody's going to ridicule them. Nobody's going to make fun of them. And uh, they're safe. And people have empathy for them and understanding. Then if you have that, then then you have to have some productivity. What's the results out of this? Is there something that comes out of that? And that means that there's a solution to my problems and I can gain from this. There's some productivity. And then accountability is back to the group. As the groups helped you come up with ideas, the right people, it's been a psychologically safe price. They've given you an idea to go with. Now the group's going to hold you accountable. Okay, you had this problem. Here's, here's the way to fix it. What have you done? And this this... Just because you're a successful businessman doesn't mean that sometimes you're, you're not eager to proceed with something. So the accountability is very helpful for many. And then, of course, to tie it all together, you need some leadership. And that's where your chair comes in and to keep it all flowing in the right direction and keep in harmony in the room. That's wonderful. And it's a, just a continual cycle, right? As you go through it, it's just a continual cycle of being able to do that. I'd like to get into um, the really the first point of this. I'd like to get into some considerations about what people should be on the lookout when they're joining a peer-to-peer group like this. How do they know it's a good fit? And we'll get to that right after this. Attention, meeting and event planners. Is your company or association planning a live or virtual conference, seminar, staff retreat? Are you looking for a fresh, energetic perspective on what it takes to put on a jaw-dropping experience for your customers or staff? Book customer experience expert Mark Hain for your next group event. Past participants have said, Mark kept us in stitches while teaching us how important and powerful actually designing our customer experience can be. Read more testimonials and find out how Mark can serve you and your group at markhain.com. That's M-A-R-C-H-A-I-N-E.com. As you can tell, Bill and I are passionate about helping entrepreneurs and business managers just like you. If you belong to an industry association or an organization that is planning a leadership retreat or a conference or feels that they could help them within their business, feel free to drop us a line and do a connection request. Our details are in the show notes. Uh, Bill, maybe you can dig a little bit deeper um, into um, how one can define, find a group. If, they, if this is of interest to people, you talked a little bit about Tech Canada and who they are and what they do, um, but how do they know when they come on board if they're going to find a group that matches their values, their needs, and so on? Okay, there's two, two parts to that. First, how do they find a group? Okay, so you can email me, as I said before, Bill, Bill Lee, B, B-L-E-E, at tec-canada.com. Email me, and I will, I will find a group for you. I'll find a chair, no matter where you are in the world. North America, doesn't matter. Like, we're in many different countries. Now, the process is, once we have a person, an individual that's interested in going to a group, the chair will meet with that person to see if they, they are a fit. I mean, if this is useful to them or not, if they're a benefit to the group, would the group be beneficial for them? And, and many chairs will interview somebody and say, you know, you belong in a CEO group or vice versa. Maybe you should be in a small business group. And uh, 
We also have a group called uh, the Key Group, which is uh, people that are in upper management. They're not CEOs, but they are in upper mon- management. And management says, you know, the CEO says, I want my management team to know what I know. And so we also have a group for that. And of course, there's another group called Emerging Leaders. So there's something for for pretty well anybody, no matter where they are in the in the hierarchy of moving up to their business line. But I think the key thing that you're really asking for, asking about, is that uh, we we do we have a selection process that we go through to um, select our members, and the members, most members, want to select the individual too. They want to meet them before before they say, "Yeah, he okay. is a good fit." And and um, and so somebody coming in would would that selection process or that vetting process be able to isolate what um, what groups? Because maybe maybe it's not a good fit for your group, but maybe it's a good fit for oh, another tech oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, going back to the plumber, I already got a plumber. And so a plumber wants to join my group. I says, I've already got a plumber. And if I bring another one, we just have competition in the room. So uh, here, uh, here's a chair over here. Then you can join his group. I don't think he has a, a plumber in the group. And, and uh, he'll find a, find a place, uh, a group that's a better fit for him. Okay. Okay. Um, if this is of interest to people, what are some cautionaries that they should be aware of um, in joining groups, in participating in these kinds of groups? What should they be on the lookout, the do's and do nots? Well, I think if you feel comfortable, you're probably right. And, it, and you know, and I want to I don't want to say comfortable as if, as an easy going. There should be a bit of uneasiness there. But, uh, you know, the groups all have their. Uh, they form their, I'm trying to search for the word for it, uh, philosophy of life, let's say, or whatever. And uh, you, you'll notice that when you join join the groups. E- each group is is uh, got its own uh, uniqueness, its own flavor, and, it, and it's often a reflection of the chair because the chair picked them. Eh? Uh, my, my, caution, my caution is, like, there's lots of, of, of peer advisory groups out there. And uh, just do your homework. Of course, uh, I think tech's the best. It's been around a, a long, long time, and we're the largest in the world. And uh, so there's proof in the pudding in, in my mind uh, on that. But there is other groups that are out there. But I, I think that if you really want to get the most out of it, make sure you're in a room with people that know stuff that you don't. And that's where you're going to really grow. If they're all, uh, if they're all doing the same thing you are, it'll be a lot of fun, but your growth won't be as, as great as you are. So it's, I know it's, some of our members say, I, I just gained 10 years. Yeah. I just moved my business 10 years just, just by belonging to. So, so it's, it's more than just, you know, a, a group that you're just sitting around just nitter natter to stuff that doesn't matter. <laughs> you're, you're actually, oh, you're actually oh, talking. Oh. Yeah. You actually have a program that, that digs into, into uh, uncovering some of the stuff that you need to talk about. Right. Yes, yes, and when you and when you're open up to be vulnerable to others, you connect very. People become empathetic between each other and stuff. Our members stay an average of seven years, and they become very good friends. Yeah, wonderful. Do you have any last thoughts about what we've been talking about today, Bill? No, uh, I, I, one thing I can share though is, if you're interested, I, I we do have uh, an economic outlet, economic outlook letter that comes out monthly, and if you're interested. I can I can sure email that to you. Just email me, as I said before, Lee at uh, tech-canada.com. Okay, the link is I'll in the show notes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and yeah. 
reach out to me and I should help you um, send you in the right direction. And, I, and I'm open. I mean, uh, if it's not tech, it's not tech. It's something else. That's fine, too. Yeah. Great. Uh, Bill, thank you so much for sharing with us today and uncovering this a little bit with us. And, you know, I've always been a strong proponent of mentorship, masterminds and peer to peer networking. I think nobody can understand what we're going through necessarily until you're talking to people who are, like you said, a little bit smarter. Could you just remind everybody one more time how they can get a hold of you? Because, you know, we just don't say it enough. We don't say it enough. Yes. Okay. Email me at B Lee, B L E E, at tech, T E C hyphen Canada.com. Wonderful. Bill, thank you again. This has been brilliant. Much enjoyed. Thank Thanks you. for hanging out. Why don't you let me know if this was of value to you? As always, my offer stands. If you would like 30 minutes of my time to brainstorm your business with you and your team, feel free to reach out. Book yourself on my online calendar. The link is down below. It's the one that's marked meetwith.markhain.com. It would be my absolute pleasure to be of service to you. And uh, while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and leave a comment or a review about this episode? I'd love to get your feedback. Was this of value to you? Was uh, the topic relevant to what your needs are? Let me know. And of course, if you ever have a topic that you'd like me to cover on this show that's business-oriented and helping solve a business problem, then please do let me know. I'd love to hear what your ideas are. My name is Mark Hain. I hope that you stay safe, stay healthy, and I hope you dare to be the exception. Thank you for joining us this week on Experience Leadership. Make sure you visit markhain.com for a full directory of available episodes. While you're at it, if you found today's content valuable, please share it and tell your friends about the show. As Mark says, knowledge is power but only if you share it. Be sure to tune in each week for the newest episode. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception. Mm -hmm.